Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast is brought to you by Euro Fantasy League. The Champions League is just a few days away from commencing. If you want to play the very best in Champions League online fantasy football, go to fantasy-champions-league.com. Again, that's fantasy-champions-league.com. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again. Welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I'm Roma Press Editor John Solano. Going to bring Andy, um, Andy on in a minute here. We are going to discuss the match tomorrow against Chievo at the Stadio Olimpico. But first, have to mention and give a thanks again to our newest patron on Patreon, Chris Taylor, who you can find on Twitter at MayorTaylorA2. Again, that's Mayor, M-A-Y-O-R, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R-A-2 on Twitter. Chris, thank you. Again, I, I keep mentioning it, but if you can and are able to support the podcast, we would really, really appreciate it. This podcast is not possible without you guys. You can go to the support page on romapress.us and become a patron. You can get things such as early access to the podcast. You can get exclusive extended episodes of the podcast. So thank you to all of you who have become patrons on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash romapress. Um, again, this wouldn't be possible without you guys. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for the support. And again, if you're interested in becoming a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash romapress, or you can go to the support page on romapress.us. Now we're going to bring Andy on and we are going to talk about one of the clubs that every time Roma face them, it's it almost brings up a little bit of bad feelings. Um, I'm originally from Italy, very close to Verona. And this is a club that is sort of the bane of my existence. I don't know why they exist. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible club. Uh, Chievo Verona have somehow managed to keep themselves in the top flight for some time now much to my disdain. Uh, they were very, very close last season to reaching relegation back to City B, where they belong, rightfully so. <laughs> and the news came out um, early this week that they were penalized a further three points because of fictitious profits that they created for the transfer market on some of the operations they conducted in the transfer market. So let's bring Andy on now. And I, I just am eager to hear his thoughts because this is an interesting match. Kievo, again, we're just penalized three points. So you have to wonder. So you have to wonder if the 
that was sort of the the curse for them to pip a victory off of Roma. So let's see. Obviously, it's a very intriguing match ahead of a Champions League. It's a typical uh, trap match, in my opinion. So let's bring Andy on now and get his thoughts as well. All right, so Andy is with me now. Andy, um, we've got Chievo Verona ahead of Roma. Um, it's ahead of a Champions League match. Is this the the typical um, dangerous trap sort of match, or do you think this should be business as usual? Uh, I think this should be business as usual, but you know, knowing Roma, there are no certainties. Um, I. J- <laughs> It's uh, it's also kind of scary to think that <clears throat> in three days we'll be in Madrid uh, playing against uh, arguably the best team in the world. Uh, so, yeah, I, I expect a really good performance tomorrow. Uh, Di Francesco absolutely needs to get this right. Every player needs to perform tomorrow uh, to have some confidence going to Madrid. Yes, and I wonder if uh, the Porginho was put into place when Kievo were docked and penalized three points. Um, it would be typical Roma fashion for them to just give those back. Um, yes. I don't think it can be understated how shit Kievo are. Terrible, absolutely terrible, really poor in defense. They've shipped nine goals in three matches. The midfield, essentially nothing. Bielsa, Giacarini are really the only players of consequence, in my opinion. Um, yes. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Kievo has been the anti-football for years. So, And this year, they've really been terrible, even though people like to say, ah, they fought against Juve, you know, they didn't back down. Yeah, but they're still a very, very technically poor team so for a team like Roma it should be business as usual so I went on a little bit of a rant before I brought you on about Kievo just maybe (laughs) maybe it bugs me a little more just because I I live very close to Verona um, and And you always talk about the Bentegodi yeah and I I don't think people fully understand this club Um, I guess maybe if you're outside of Italy they're not on television much um, it's hard to maybe have a full understanding of what they are, I guess. Um, I mean, this is a club that just no motivation to do anything other than survive. Mm-hmm. Um, not many fans. Um, Hellas Farona has far more than Kievo. Yeah, well, they're, they're a neighborhood, so right. Right. they're basically and, a small district. Yes, and the stadium, as you mentioned. I, I just cannot say this enough, but it, it's truly the Bentagori is just truly one of the worst stadiums I have ever set foot in in my entire life. It's terrible. And I just don't understand this club, their why they exist. They they nothing. They are completely anti-football. And they have no motivation to do anything other than survive, which is what they've done the past decade. Yeah, I mean, they're the oldest team in Serie A. They've been the oldest team in Serie A for years and years. They they don't develop youngsters. 
they don't even use the youngsters that are sent on loan. Uh, they, the, all the players that they have are very poor technically and the, the managers that they bring in are always short-term managers who have no idea how to uh, play a game of football. They've been so, thrown yeah. away by previous clubs. It's astonishing yeah. the yeah. managers they, they appoint. Yeah, I mean, they're not even on the level of, say, Udinese, because Udinese has some, you know, they like to invest in, in small players, in young players, and, and Kevo is just a team that is stale, just like this team that doesn't move, doesn't move forward, doesn't, they don't even go to Serie B, they're, they're so bad that they just try to stay afloat and not end up in Serie B. Yes, yeah, so let's let's get back to the match a little bit now. Um, so we're we're recording this just after Di Francesco spoke. Not really much of consequence. Um, he said Jacko will play. That also Florenzi have been recovered. So maybe maybe Zaniolo or Cristante or Pellegrini. One yeah, of them. Yeah. So that yeah exactly. So that's what I was getting at. What what would you make of that? I don't know about you, but I'd. Re- I mean, everyone knows my thoughts on Pellegrini. I, I, yeah. I, I clear who I'd rather see. I'd much rather see Zaniolo. Yeah, or or Cristante. Um, but you know, lately they've been there have been articles saying that ah uh, maybe they're going to put Nzonzi as a mezzala and De Rossi as a regista. But I think for a game like tomorrow, it doesn't work. You have to be tomorrow. You cannot be static because Kievo are just going to sit back and wait for you and just take everything in. So you have to move the ball quickly. You have to run. So if you bring in again uh, Nzonzi and De Rossi, like against Milan, you, you're you're in pretty bad shape. So, I, I mean, I, I don't want to see Pellegrini um, just because he's in a terrible, terrible shape. Um but at the same time, you know, when he when will he play? You know, when will he get a chance to redeem himself if not against these small shitty teams? Yeah. Um and another point that I was interested to see and and someone did ask him if he would return to the to the four three three formation. Um my my biggest complaint has been this experimentation by him in match um it's it's three matches we've seen three or four formations we've seen a 433 4231-3421 um to me that's been incredibly frustrating that you have a manager doing something like this in match yeah yeah um yeah he doesn't you know against milan we, he brought this whole new formation as if he had trained and, uh, and 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 looked after that formation for many many weeks, and instead it looked like they had just made that formation in the locker room thirty minutes before the game. It seems like this Roma right now has no idea, you know, what to do. Who's the who's the regista? Who's the who's the left back? Does the left back need need to push forward or get back? What do what are Fazio and Manolas doing? Um, it just seems like a team that has no sense of being a team. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope I hope to see 
even if it's the 4-3-3, I'm fine with that as long as the team plays, you know, knows what to do. Every player knows what is required from him uh, because up to this point, we have seen none of that. So, Now, what do you think the preferred formation is? I think what, would you, first, what would you prefer yeah. to see, I should say? I mean, as I said, as I said, I think a four-three-three, classic four-three-three, especially because to, there won't be Pastore. Pastore won't be playing, and up to up till now, Pastore has been in the starting lineup uh, all three games, which you know he's a good player. But I I, I still think that Di Francesco has trouble uh, inserting him into the starting lineup, and Pastore has trouble understanding what Di Francesco wants from him. So he's a class player, but I think that uh, tomorrow it's, I think it might be beneficial that he's not there. I just, you know, I want to see a classic 4-3-3 uh, where everybody, you know, pushes forward, gets back. There is no confusion in the midfield, you know, uh, just old fashioned 4-3-3. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And the thing that has really confused me, so you were right about there were actually more than, there were a couple articles this week out about Nzonzi playing as a Metzala. I was, I, I mean, I, I may have a heart attack if that happens. Um, I don't know how Di Francesco could even contemplate doing that. To me, that would be absurd. It just doesn't. It doesn't work, and then yeah, yeah. it doesn't seem balanced at all. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, especially especially against a, a team like Kevo, you know, you it's not a team that will move and and attack you. You just you you cannot be static against a team like that. You you have to have some pace, and I think that the ideal formation will be in Zonzi in the middle. Uh, Cristante on one side and then, you know, who knows, Pellegrini or Zagnolo on the other. But that must be the formation. I don't think there is any room for De Rossi tomorrow. I think uh, we it will be more likely if we see um, De Rossi and Zonzi against Madrid, where you have, well, you have to defend a lot. Um, but tomorrow, no, I want, I want movement. I agree. So who who would you who would you go with tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow is uh, it's under Jeko, probably El Shar. I don't want to see El Sharawi after that that crap performance, but um, you know, uh, Perotti is still an uh, uncertain or still a bit unfit, so probably El Sharawi. Um, and yeah, I mean Cristante, Zonzi, Pellegrini. Uh, color of I don't know I don't know if I would put Fazio tomorrow I, I mean because he's been so poor that in a game like tomorrow why don't why don't you give a chance to either Marcano or, or Jesus you know it's you can't be worse than the last Fazio we've seen so why not field some some other defender who hasn't had the chance to actually prove themselves and yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Fazio's performances speak for themselves. He's been just dreadful. Um, I agree with you. I Maybe it's just me because I, I wouldn't want to start him against Madrid, but 
I, for me, this is the opportunity to see Clivert start from the beginning. I, I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I don't know why he wouldn't do that. Um, certainly, you wouldn't want to do that against Madrid because you're putting him in a difficult, um, yeah. difficult place at a difficult stadium in the Champions League. I wouldn't want that to be his first start. But I mean, if there was ever a chance for yeah, him to bring yeah, sort of a, like a spark. I think this is the perfect opportunity. Now, I don't think he's going to start, but I mean, he said last week on uh, international duty that he wants to be a starter. For me, El Shadawi has shown nothing. Um, yeah. Pedalti is Pedalti. You're, you're, you're going to get somebody who doesn't score, but can maybe pick up. I don't know, but, but this is the funny thing because all these three games where we've been dreadful, Perotti has been absent. And I'm actually yes. curious to see, you know, what he will bring. Um, will his movements on that left side, he had a great connection with Kolarov last year. Yes. Uh, they really seem to, seem to understand each other much better than El Sharawi, who likes to drop into the six-yard box and not stay on the wing. Uh, so I'm actually curious if Perotti would be able, uh, would he be the one to, you know, to trigger this team to move forward, to have some sort of movement on the side and, you know, it's because against Milan, we, we didn't produce anything, nothing. And with Perotti, okay, he's not going to score, that's for certain, but he's still going to drop the ball into the six-yard box from the flank. He's still going to give some sort of trouble to the defenders. Meanwhile, El Sharawi hasn't done that at all. Yeah, um, the thing the thing I like about Perotti too is he draws more than one defender to him just because he's so much better of a dribbler than El Shadawi. Yeah, um, yeah. He can draw the penalty as well. El Shadawi, he can't um, like at all. So yeah, I, I'd be curious to see if maybe he could bring something. I I agree with you though. I I don't want to see El Shadawi, but I also don't want to see him against uh, Madrid, and I think it has to be one or the other. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, you know, and also I would probably, I think, Karsdorp will start tomorrow because I think that Florenzi, who who knows what De Francesco wants from him, will start against Madrid. Um, again, Karsdorp is one of those players that certainly, like similarly to Pastore, he is a really good player, but he's still trying to get the you know the gist of what Di Francesco's formation and, and game plan requires from him so yeah and I actually thought he was pretty good against Milan I I didn't think he was I mean uh, many had poor performances and I but I don't think he was one of them I I would undoubtedly start Karsdorp uh Fazio I would not start I would start Marcano yeah um it's just this is really. Di Francesco said it's a delicate match, and he's absolutely right. I, I just if they drop points, um, wow! I I just don't even want to go down no, the road of yeah. what, yeah, yeah, that no, atmosphere will be like. Terrible, terrible, especially especially before the, an opening Champions League game away. Um, if if tomorrow something negative happens, if we drop points, uh, I'm I'm quite certain that we we will be collecting all the balls from the goal and against Madrid away. Um, 
because this a team like like Kievo can either boost your confidence all the way up or they can crush you like similarly mm-hmm. to what happened similarly to what happened against Genoa last year remember when everything was going great we had picked up our pace we were going moving forward we were winning against Bologna Crotone and then that the way game uh, against Genoa happened where we dropped uh, those points because of uh, De Rossi's uh, stupid mistake, and yes. and that game just completely crushed us. Uh, after that game, that game started all the terrible things that came afterwards. Again, we we drew against Kievo the week later, zero zero. Yep. <laughs> it's it, so a match like tomorrow is so important, so important. We cannot get it wrong. Yeah, and my biggest fear is that they maybe are looking past Kievo, which I mean, this is an older an older team. We've we've seen that maybe at times that's something they're prone to doing, just because maybe in their minds they can recover the points should they drop them. But uh, I agree, and the only for me the only um, sort of savior during this period has been. Uh, Inter have been bad. They've dropped points. Milan have dropped points. Napoli have dropped points. Uh, yes. I mean, if if Roma, I mean, they should be lucky that they're at the point where they're oh, at now. Very, very, yes. I mean, similarly to last year. Last year, we were dropping points and Inter could not get a game right to save their life. So yes. it was it was the, the race between who's worse and... I mean, I you know you cannot uh, Inter are playing in like 15 minutes, so maybe you know if Inter win or something that will give them a, a boost. Um, it just you you cannot look at the game of uh, at, uh, against Real Madrid right now. You have to be 100% into the game tomorrow because you're playing at home. You you need to get that home record straight which is terrible under Di Francesco, terrible. But you, you have to get it right. You, you know, you cannot... Manolas cannot do the same mistakes against this shitty Kievo uh, attack. You cannot lose your your opponent. You cannot get bullied like against Zapata. Kolarov has to wake up. Either it's him or Pellegrini. I really don't care. Kolarov has been one of the worst players uh, in these three games, and nobody has been talking about it because he's Kolarov. But he's been abysmal. He hasn't offered anything, neither to the attack nor the defense. Actually, he's 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 one of the reasons why Fazio and Manolas have also been performing so badly because he's just you know we know he's not a great defender, but still. Um, no, he seems like he has no interest in being there on the pitch. It's just you have to tomorrow. It's you know you you have to get it right. You have to get it right. All right. So what what's your prediction? So I I don't expect an easy game. Uh, probably it'll be like a, like a, I think two one. One for us. I was gonna say uh, this has a two-one or a one-zero shit housing yeah. sort of match written yeah. all over it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just hope you know it's gonna be like a like probably like one of those games where we score and then they score and then you have to score at all costs and you start to panic and 
I don't know. <laughs> I just yeah. let's win tomorrow, please. Yes. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, there it is. Um, Andy and I will 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 be back to discuss the hopeful, hopefully, hopefully. victory after yes. after the match tomorrow, and then discuss a little bit of Madrid. So, uh, Forza Roma. Yes. Yes, Forza Roma. Sempre. Ciao, everybody. <laughs> Ciao.